The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. And the crew is back together to talk about pyramid schemes. Before we get started, as always, if you have made it to episode 56 and have not subscribed, please do so. And if you have made it to episode 56 and you are subscribed and you're listening to this, thanks. Absolutely. And continue to tell your friends. Our reach grows ever more. For sure. And it's kind of astounding. It is. We get interesting messages from interesting people pretty much across the country that check out our show. Keep sharing it, folks. We appreciate it. Do you ever just it. think about that? I do. I'm always curious as to how, for instance, what we talked about recently, the uh, lady from New York that loves our mm-hmm. show, like, how did she encounter this in the first place? And, like, did you ever think we'd reach people like that? Not at all. I, I figured, thought it would honestly gonna, I thought it was gonna just fizzle out. Definitely. Or, like, your grandma and my yeah. aunt would listen and then we'd have, like, three listeners. But no, this is, yeah. this has gone pretty far. I'm impressed. Go team. Abby, have you ever been contacted out of the blue by someone you haven't talked to in a long time that wants to sit down for a meeting? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. So you know this phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Usually when this happens, and you listeners probably know this, usually when that happens, someone's trying to sell you something or sign you up for something. Or like ask for money for a fundraiser. That's a common one too. Definitely. And this is all kind of in the same realm of this notion of multi-level marketing companies, aka pyramid schemes. For our generation, millennials, these are a very hot topic. These have been around forever, this concept, but based on the attributes of our generation, namely being poor, needing jobs, we get preyed on by these companies. And oh, what do they call those kinds of jobs? Non-skilled jobs or entry-level jobs? Yeah, absolutely. That don't have a lot of required schooling. That's a big area that people are looking for, I guess. Most definitely. And MLMs or pyramid schemes fall right into that. In case you're listening to this and somehow you have no idea what a multi-level marketing company is, it's basically a company that has a dual way to provide income to its employees. You get a first stream of income from selling some product. And the second, and this is the sketchy part, the second stream of income comes from signing people up to also sell the product. And there are a variety of schemes and structures around this. But the idea is the more people you sign up, the more commission you get off of those people selling things. And then those people also sign people up. Absolutely. And if you draw this chart out, it forms a pyramid. And the people at the top of the pyramid are raking in a ton of money, whereas the underlings, the bottom of the pyramid, they aren't making as much money because all of their profits they're getting from selling these items go up to the people that signed them up and up and up and up the pyramid. But the pull is that it doesn't seem like you're losing money to anyone because you're just making a, a good enough amount to survive on or whatever. Sometimes that's true. Yeah, you definitely... Or like a side job. Right. That's what these are. These are usually side jobs. These usually do for a while get you some money, especially if the bonuses are based on people you sign up. But eventually, for most of these companies and for most of these people involved, that money runs dry after you've hit up everyone you know. And that's why I posed that initial question to you at the beginning. I had, this was several years ago, but I had this guy from high school, and I've been out of high school a long time, 
Didn't like the guy. We never talked. He shoots me a message on Facebook. Hey, Ethan, how you doing? Would you like to sit down for dinner sometime? That's wild. It's weird. It's just weird coming from a, a male, I guess. I don't normally attribute these kinds of things to males. Which is a fair point because the majority of people involved in these companies are female. I guess I've I've been contacted about knife sales one time by a male. Yeah. Exactly. Knives or... And we'll get into some of the companies and some of the products that are sold in these pyramid schemes or multi-level marketing companies. Yeah, it's weird. Anytime someone's reaching out to you and you haven't talked to them in a while. A middle school, like someone that moved away from here in middle school, maybe even elementary school, haven't talked to her since then, just added me on Facebook. And I was like, she's probably trying to reconnect and just found me on Facebook and nope, just wanted to sell me stuff. And I Absolutely. Was like, She's probably like, hey, you want to buy some Thanks for calling me Scentsy? pretty, but no, I don't want to buy her things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. These people try really hard and it makes sense if the bulk of the money you get is from signing people up as well as hawking your merchandise. Of course, there's the incentive to reach out to literally everyone yeah. you know because that's that's your income or that's your side gig. Why pyramid schemes are looked down upon, and this is just like basic logic here. <sighs> Say your goal is to sign up six people and each of those six people to get their bonus has to sign up six people. You can only do that 13 times, 13 levels before you've exceeded the population of the earth. Clearly, these exponentials grow quickly. This idea of a sustainable business by... That's so fast. It is. I mean, six and then 36 and six to the third, 216, and it just builds really quickly. Wow. And you're over the population of the earth on the 13th level there. But people don't think about that. It's your flashy, like, you're going to make so much money. You're going to work from home. You're going to sell on your time. You just got to sign people up, just a few, and they'll sign people up and you'll make money off of them. It sounds attractive. It sounds like a good deal. It sounds really easy. It does. And that's the charm of it. And that's why people get involved in this. But if you think about it for a while, you realize it's just not possible. What I don't understand is how it doesn't stamp itself out in small towns like this. Because once you do invite your six friends to sell whatever it is you're selling, well, then when they go to invite their six friends, there's going to be way more overlap than there would be. And so how are you even finding people to sign up or finding customers for these things? That's the exact problem. The statistics on these companies for the individual employees or the contractors that sell the stuff, they're dismal. Most people don't make money. Most people lose money on the transaction. We'll get into some numbers here in a second. But it doesn't work. And why they don't stamp themselves out, I think, is these are crafty little companies. They will exploit a product until it's done, you know, in a community. And then they'll find like, oh, yeah. we're going to sell Tupperware now. Or we're going to sell Stella Dot Jewelry. You know, there's so many of there's these. There's been trends. I wish I could find trends within our community itself. But for a while, they were doing Mary Kay. And then it was um, the jewelry. I don't remember what the jewelry company was. But it was a jewelry company, and then it was Lip Sense. So it's been fun to watch that. Absolutely. As soon as one dies, another one pops up. Yeah. These have been around for super long. Some of the names we'll mention later have been around since like the early 1900s, and they just have continued to morph and move and get people caught up in this. And it's not to say that this is truly always exploiting people. A lot of times it is, but sometimes people do make money on these things. But more often than not, these companies are pegged as evil. They're sued all the time. Usually not something you, millennial listener, wants to get caught up in. A popular one, and I don't know how much you dealt with this. Do you know about LuLaRoe? 
Yeah, are those... Wait, is LuLaRoe the leggings? Yes. Okay. That's the leggings company, and they sold tops and other See, things not, as well. I'm not a, a very fashionable person for those listening. What are you talking about? You're wearing leggings right now. You look like you're from 1984. <laughs> I'm actually digging it. Today is an exception, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I'm just wearing a sweatshirt and leggings and a headband from Walmart. <laughs> that, that that screams like <laughs> someone tried to sell you LuLaRoe at some point. No, but I usually am just in like sweatpants and a t-shirt or something like that. So I don't, not usually targeted. And all my leggings are from probably Walmart or Target. Fair enough. Sensible shopper. Yeah. The idea of LuLaRoe though, they sold bright, exciting colored leggings during that time when leggings were like, oh, these exist. Holy smokes, I better get some of these. And they're in huge trouble now. They're being sued over and over again. Yeah, this company is in a massive amount of legal trouble. Uh, The idea... Basically, you had to buy in to it. You had to get on board. And those costs for you, let's say you wanted to sell LuLaRoe, those went up to $9,000 to get your starting Yeah, like your shipment. little kit. Right. And the objective, obviously, is for you to get on Facebook Live or for you to get on Insta and you to sell these or have a pop-up store on the side of the road. And yeah. you sell them for more than you paid for them. And you get a commission on what you sell. And then on the back end, you're trying to get your friends to sell too, mm. which again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because you want you... people to buy leggings. Exactly. But, but you also want them to sell leggings. <laughs> and that's how you get your two streams of income. And these people at the beginning were making quite a bit of money. Everyone wanted leggings. Mm-hmm. Things were going fine. They're getting their friends to sell too. They're putting pop-up stores. People were actually buying retail space to sell what? LuLaRoe. And then at the top of it, the the people that created the company, they're, of course, raking in money because all of these people are coming to them, paying thousands of dollars for the the onboard startup fee, and they're getting commission as well from all the sales. So clearly, the top of the pyramid, the CEO and the inventor or the creator, they're making bank, but... As that spread out, people started clearly making less and less money. Mm-hmm. If your commission's going up to the people above you, and that's problematic. And then things continued, and they just got more and more sketchy. A lot of times, and there are a lot of documentaries about this, when people received their future shipments, when they would order more, mm-hmm. these leggings were coming with holes in them. And clearly, like, what are you going to do with damaged yeah. merchandise? Apparently, and there's footage of this, the company or whoever was producing the leggings, they would store them outside like in just big bins and it would rain and then they would go ahead and ship these out. Oh my so gosh. they were getting moldy leggings, which is just filthy. That's terrible. So people were getting mostly women our age or millennials yeah. were getting these big piles of leggings that they couldn't sell. They're just disgusting or the ones that they could sell. Not everyone oh, wanted all the time. Could you imagine how that smelled? That probably too. reeked. So what really, really capped things off, in 2017, LuLaRoe decided they were no longer going to buy back unsold inventory. What? Which absolutely just destroyed most people. The idea would be, okay, no one's buying the red unicorn leggings. The company will buy those back. Yeah. They decided they weren't going to do that anymore. So now there are, you can just search this on YouTube, LuLaRoe Horror Stories. There are people with closets and rooms and storage containers and... Uh, of this one kind garages of-, of just leggings and tops from Lula Road that no one will buy, the company won't buy back, and they are basically bankrupt or in debt and have lost on this endeavor. Oh my, that's insane. Such to the point where the state of Washington has just straight up brought a lawsuit against the company. They, in 2017, sold $2.3 billion uh, in Ooh. retail, which clearly someone's making a ton of money on this. Just a little bit. 
And it's not the millennial moms or the people working second jobs because their first job doesn't cover the bills. Yeah. It's scary. And it's such an attractive, like you said at the beginning, it's an attractive idea. Because it's like a make cash fast from your computer at home. and Exactly. And it's very enticing. It is. And just to think like, oh, I can buy this box of leggings for 20 bucks and I can turn around and make 40 on it. That seems like easy money. We live in a tech society where you can do it all on Facebook Live. It does seem like a good idea, but it's that pyramid where everyone's scraping off your profits. We're kind of trained how to do it in in school though, because how many times do we have fundraisers like that where they're told to just tell everyone you know to buy from you and, and you have to sell these apple pies or you have to you know sell this wallpaper. I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but you brought up an interesting point. I get hit up all the time at school from students that are selling Scentsy. And Scentsy is on the list of like bad, bad pyramid (laughs) schemes, (laughs) which is, I think, hilarious that the school is using using these companies for their fundraisers. And it's, you're right, you're trained to do it. You go ask literally everyone you know to buy a scented candle or a meat stick or wrapping paper. In elementary school, we did Sally Hansen and that was gigantic. Gigantic. It's insane how much people tried to sell that stuff. One of my best friends probably was selling $700 worth of, of Sally Hansen stuff. Or not Sally Hansen. What What is it called? Anyways, Sally Hansen's a nail polish brand. Sally something. Anyways, it was a thing we did. How old did you say you were? Elementary school. So as an elementary school yeah, student, they have you out there selling these products. Slinging. Perfect. I found this interesting. Most multi-level marketing companies are created and owned by Mormons. What? Think about that for a second. Can you tell me why that is or why you think that is? Because they have extensive families to ask, like contacts to talk to. Absolutely. That's part of it. Mormons are very interconnected. Yeah. Also, Mormons are historically renowned and good at trying to sell people stuff that they don't necessarily want, as in the missionaries going door to door. Oh, yeah. So they are, yep. they're already of the mind Shoot. of getting people to buy <laughs> <No>. things. <laughs> and I thought that was just so, like nothing gets Mormons or anything at all. I just thought that was so interesting that they have taken their skills. Also, it, like when I think of Mary Kay and things like that, just how Mormony does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're kind of right. Yeah, most of these on the list are courtesy of the the Mormon faith or practitioners of Mormonism. But yeah, I just thought that was really interesting that they, they hone their skills from trying to pass off or sell the Book of Mormon well, and their faith. Well, they found out what worked, apparently. Absolutely. And it, it's effective. They get a lot of people caught up into these companies. Some other names, and we've mentioned a few of these, of multi-level marketing companies or pyramid schemes. Mary Kay, like you said, that's a big one. And My that's, sister did that. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Why did your sister get into that? Um, I really don't remember. She's just really into makeup, and so I think it was a way to get the free makeup but it was because my cheerleading coach was a mary Kay salesperson and so my cheer coach was like if you want free makeup and to sell your friends this makeup just be a mary case seller did the cheerleading coach perhaps get a bonus or yes. a kickback from your sister see there you go that's yeah man that seems almost not cool like someone <laughs> someone in power over you like hey <laughs> hey abby you want to sell some uh cincy other brands pampered chef which I remember growing up, someone in my mother's friend group sold that, and there would always be weird pampered chef. We have like, a lot of old pampered chef Tupperware. Exactly. Yeah, Tupperware or like stirring spoons, just yeah. weird stuff. Uh, Scentsy, like I said before, is a really bad one. A study conducted of people that sold Scentsy showed that over 99.25% of sellers 
made an insignificant amount of profit or no profit at all. Oh my God. So basically you're signing up to sell candles and you're guaranteeing yourself to not make money. Good. Do they lose money? Yeah, a lot of times they do. I mean, I guess so, because you have to pay for the initial right. startup stuff. If you don't at least sell enough to get your, your investment back There's out of it, kind of, it's a loss. I feel like the more millennial version of this is brand wrapping. I get contacted all the time to be a brand ambassador for things, and they ask you to like buy this first couple things from their website or whatever so that you can model it for them, and then once you get that you can have your code and then you tell all your friends to go use your code and then you get more money. Yeah, that's the skeezy side of brand ambassadors. A lot of companies don't require you to buy ahead of time. You know, yeah. they see you and they're like, oh, this person's got a lot of followers. I'm going to give them some free stuff. That's like the the above board type yeah, of marketing. Yeah. But then you're right. Like those people are trying to exploit you to buy exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's the lower level brands that hit me up. Absolutely. Like I'm not, I'm not an Emma Chamberlain, like Bella Hadid kind of girl. Well, not yet. You can work on that, though, you know? <laughs> That's an art form. I'm actually teaching that in innovation about how to exploit the crap out of Instagram. If you need me to uh, reach a wide base of followers, let me know. I'll promote your things. I'll keep that in mind. I'll pass <laughs> that along to them. Some other ones, like Stella and Dot, I had a good friend that I actually worked with who moved on, and she's still teaching, but on the side, she sells Stella and Dot, and it's just jewelry. I would guess crappy jewelry. I'm not really for sure as I'm not a jeweler, but always on Facebook, like 35 times a day. Oh, we're having a Stella Dot party. Come by. Hate like, that. Hate yeah, that. It's nonstop. Oh my gosh. Have you ever, you've probably never been to one of those parties. Believe it or not, I have not. Have you ever been to one? <laughs> oh yes. Not a Stella and Dot party, but stop. They're the worst. I've been to several. Can you just walk me through one? Like you roll up to this party. So let's do like a makeup one. So you roll up to this party and there's several disposable little mirrors and applicators like they have at Sephora. Have you ever seen that? I have. Okay, so they have a couple of those set up at just a dinner table because this is happening at somebody's house. And the person who's hosting the party is not the person selling it. It's just some person. And so it's usually one of your friends. So they're like in charge. Say, oh my gosh, you should definitely try this. I love it. This lady sells me this all the time. You should try this. So they're getting into the business basically. And then they just lead you through this makeup tutorial thing and try to get you to use products that you'd probably buy that they have already in their inventory. And it's just garbage because you're sitting there face to face with the person that's trying to sell you something and you can't walk out of it because there's it's this party, it's this event that you got invited to. There's usually things you can win and like, ugh, it's just the worst. So they try to make it enticing. At the end of it, is it so like, oh my God, I have to do this that yeah, you end up yes. buying some stuff? Yep. Man, that's oof. I've even done it for like personalized and stitched initial bags. Why would I want to buy something like that? And it's not even you go and you get stuff. There's no free stuff you can get at that because those are personalized things. Right. So like, they're <laughs> stitching your initials into something. and You know, you're going to buy that and go home with it. It's just bad. Ooh, man, we may have to have a um, maybe. Yeah, maybe I could intervention. Host, no, maybe I could host you a party for something. Oh, yeah. Like do some actual research and give you a Scentsy party. That would be awesome. I hear that's very productive. <laughs> we may have to have an intervention, not only for the people selling it, but from y for you, Abby. It sounds like you go to a lot of these. No, it's just I have the, the people that are connected with me are just like that, I think. I don't know. 
they're the targeted audience. That's fair. That's fair. I'll wrap up with some other brands that I've definitely heard of. I'm sure you have as well. Amway is a big one. Amway owns a lot of the smaller other ones, but Amway's big deal right now is it was created by Betsy DeVos's husband, and that's where they got their billions, and she's, of course, now basically my boss. Amway, their big things are Neutralite. Have you heard of Neutralite? Nope. I see commercials for that every once in a while. Body Blends, Body Key, Body Works, Clear Now, Espring, Glister, iCook, Legacy of Clean, Peter Island, whatever the heck that is. Perfect Empowered Drinking Water, Personal Accents, Ribbon, Santique, Artistry Men, and XS. Hmm. Uh, a lot of nutrition and wellness yeah. products. Uh, so like I said, that's where Betsy DeVos, my current boss at the Department of Education, that's where she got her billions. I don't like that. Yeah, it's sketchy at best. Unique? Have you heard of Unique? Yep. What is Unique? That's a makeup thing. It's the like Y-O-Unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I used to go to dance class with a girl who's really big into it. She, Man, you have the connections, Abby. Yeah, she does Facebook Live events and everything. There you go. Avon, that's like an mm-hmm. older thing, but I remember my grandma's neighbor was the quote-unquote Avon lady the in Avon the neighborhood, <laughs> and she was shopping all kinds of wares to my grandmother, and it was definitely pyramid schemey. Jamberry, heard of that one? Uh, nails. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, nail stickers. Yeah. I, I actually... Got tricked into buying some Jamberry nail stickers. So don't at me. Oh, I'm not adding you. I'm just, I'm impressed that out of this that list. I'm connected to so Yeah, many you've been to like parties for all of these. Yeah. What about Herbalife or Herbalife? Don't know. That one got in big trouble. That was like a health beverage type of deal that was making some claims that mm. it couldn't really back up. And again, it was getting people to sell it, but also getting people to sign up for it. And that's the, the secret for these the companies. Wah, wah. Yeah, and then if you're getting signed up and having to sell, you are the want-want of that for sure. (laughs) So overall, millennials that are listening, I hope we didn't offend you if you're like getting prepared for your your Tupperware party or your Avon. Or if you just signed up to be a level three representative. And you just got your big box of leggings that are all moldy and you're like, oh, why are they calling me out right now? (laughs) I apologize for that. But at the same time, if you haven't... I really apologize. (laughs) So sorry, not sorry. But if you haven't gotten involved with these things yet, Don't. don't. Stay away from it. I hate this phrase, but go get a real job or try to find a job that doesn't depend on you signing other people up to make money. An independent job. Well, kind of. Yeah, there are direct selling jobs that exist. I'm not saying selling items is bad, but if someone's above you making money on you doing your job from a commission standpoint, maybe not the best business to be in. How do you feel about auto auto sales? (laughs) I like it in a sense... I like haggling with with car dealers. I like trying to get the lowest price possible. It is kind of a weird psychological game. So if they can get that high price, you think they should be rewarded with that commission sale? Because they worked hard for it. They they do, yeah. I don't know. The other alternative is it's just a flat price, and you just go buy the car like you would a box of Oreos. Yeah, I'd really rather it be like that. A lot of people would. The problem with that for educated buyers is you're probably going to get gouged like everyone's going to get gouged you know like they're yeah, just going to set the price if everybody on it. if everybody sells a car for the same thing like if everyone knows a 2006 mustang is this many dollars i understand what you're saying i'm talking new vehicles hypothetically they're all thirty thousand dollars where yeah. you know when you could 
Hegel, you could have gotten that down. You're going to lose that ability. Now, that's not going to benefit most people. Most people okay, don't even go argue. They're like, okay, it's $27,500 and they pay that. Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Okay, so raised by. So, okay, exactly. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know the Hegel life. But the chances of you going in and me going in and haggling for something different, you're going to get the better price because they're going to assume I don't know anything. That's true. There is a lot of uh, bias and other intangibles that go into Even if we went in with the same income, the same car, the same everything else, these people are going to think, this is like a 19-year-old girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. I don't care if she can pay for it or not. Why is she going to try and haggle me down to something that's ridiculous? Yeah, I see see your point. If it was just flat, you wouldn't have to do that. That's not even their game anymore either, though. They hardly haggle with you. They're all about that loan getting you to yeah. finance through them because that's where the money's at. Because then you, they get that income. Definitely. That and income. their first question is not, what what would you buy this for? It's what can you afford per month? And that's such a dangerous trap for people. <sighs> like, oh, I make $500 a month. No, yeah. $500 a month. Like, I got told, yeah, I just got raised to just pay for things up front, not do the whole per month thing. Probably smart. So, Other good advice for you millennials out there. Pay for things up front until... You can pay for more expensive things Definitely. later on. Debt isn't always bad, but car debt is not the best one for sure. And honestly, just kind of avoid student loans if you can. No doubt. <laughs> Down with college. College is ridiculous. Yeah. Bye, college. All right, Abby. You got a song pick for the week? I do. I don't know how to say the band. It's SWMRS. If it's just swimmers. I believe it is. Well, then it's called Lose It by Swimmers. Right on. That is a good band. I really like it. They have another song that I really like. I can't think of it right now, though. Anyways. Right on. I'm going to go with a throwback. I'm going to go with Stolen by Dashboard Confessional. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. We will be back soon, question mark. We'll be back eventually. Eventually. Keep us in your feed so you don't miss an episode. Also, small plug. Keep it locked to the left on 88.7 KTRM, Tuesdays 8 to 9 to hear my new show. And that's available on the web as well, yeah, right? Yeah, it's on tmn.truman.edu. You can listen to that. Yeah, and I don't know if this has ever been announced on the podcast, but Abby has her own radio show, and she gave you the address there. She gave you the time. Go check that out. Support our co-host. Support local media. Even better. Have a great week. We'll be seeing ya. Bye. Bye.